welcome to Business Talk Sister Rock. I'm Becca, and today's podcast episode is How to Manage Difficult People and Stay Sane. And this is part two of this series. And last week, I just wanted to give you a quick summary of what was covered because if you didn't go back and listen to it, um, you definitely should, but I'll just try to summarize it if you're moving on to the next uh, section as well so that you remember, oh yeah, these are the highlights. So number one we talked about was have very clear job roles and processes, know each person learns differently, look for patterns and give examples, understand the severity of the issue occurring and react accordingly, uh, do not avoid conflict, take time to rest and reflect often, give clear directions and welcome questions, do not rush, have genuine care and concern for the person you're helping, avoid getting defensive, keep an open posture, and today we are going to get into the next um, aspect is have a plan for if the situation keeps getting out of control. And we're going to have a lot more that we're going to get into, so stick around. But um, this is the first part of today in managing difficult people um, and trying to stay sane. And I wish I would have known these things and somebody would have coached me through them when I was younger because it would have changed so much for me in, in life. So there's uh, been times where I didn't have a plan when I sat down with somebody uh, to talk about some behaviors that were happening and it was frustrating and let me say, when I say there was a time, there's been many times. It's really good to talk with someone else who's um, on the same level uh, at, with you in your business, if it's like a business partner, or if you're working for another organization, um, people who are on the same level or higher than you or your HR department, um, because especially as a manager for like HR aspects, you can't go and talk to um, other employees about what that person's doing. Um, that's a privacy thing. And so um, being a good manager would be to make sure that you're you're communicating with the right people what's appropriate, but make sure that they are in the loop on what your plan should be and what is going to work. Because if you can say, hey, this is what's going on. This is what um, I'm struggling with. Here's what I've already tried. Can we have a plan for next steps of how to address this? Um, that's, that's really important to be on the same page because um, then you know what the options are as you're talking with that person, maybe they're feeling um, defensive or whatever. So it's, it's really good to have that. And when I take the time to do that, it's so beneficial for me to feel supported as well as um, that I'm not crazy in trying and that, that whole aspect of stay sane, right? And um, bringing other people to validate you into that conversation or not even just validate, but create a, a better plan um, and even look at what's going on with you to see if there's other things that you could be doing to improve yourself to help that person. So the next thing is bring your stress level down after interacting with that person. And um, I have managed people um, as clients or as an employees in this. And um, I know that that's something I wish I would have learned early, especially with a really stressful client. Sometimes there are people that go out of their way to try to find fault in the things that you're doing. Or maybe um, you know that they do things that just get on your nerves, such as pretend they have no idea what you're talking about or are really negative all the time. And this, I'm not just talking about clients, I'm talking about people in your work culture that you're managing as well. Um, try to have a plan where you do something with exercise 
after interacting with that person. And here's why. 30 minutes of deep breathing lowers your stress level and increases your um, cardiovascular system's oxygen flow. And when you go into a high stress situation addressing um, a difficult person, especially if that person has done things to you in the past, your um, fight or flight response is seriously high, high up. And um, the only way to really bring it back down is to get some exercise or breathe deeply. And you can you can do focused breathing for 30 minutes, but honestly, I get really easily distracted. So things like taking a sauna or going on a walk, um, those are like, or even doing some like push-ups, whatever, jumping jacks, those are important things to try to do and so block your time so that if you know you're going to have to schedule a meeting with somebody that is going to be difficult, then do some things afterwards for your physical health so that you can de-escalate from that situation. Otherwise, if you just keep having stressful after stressful situation, um, your body can't recover and it gets exhausted and your resiliency and just ability to respond appropriately to things in the future it just, it's, it's so much harder. And in the same way, I mean, there's a lot of science around um, when you say no to something, it's harder and harder to say no the next time and the next time. Your like mental um, resilience it is um, pushed away and it's really hard to um, say no, whether it's to like a piece of cake or whatever. Like it, it, it really does. A, and they look at that a lot in dieting because um, if you have to say no for a kid and then it's offered to you, it's actually harder to say no to yourself once. And, and I definitely have found that <laughs> in, in terms of the eating aspect. So know that um, if you have to keep telling yourself, calm down, no, you're not allowed to say the things that you wish you could say in this meeting, um, your body needs to get de-stressed so that it can reset because if you have another interaction it's going to be a lot harder for you to have a calm voice and um, respond appropriately when you're getting really just constantly pushed Um, whether it's your buttons or um, just in the tone of voice that people are using with you that's disrespectful so know that okay next thing know how to admit when you're wrong and apologize Now, this one, I know it's really hard, especially if you're managing a difficult person, but this can be very good to do because there are opportunities for that person to try to hold something against you in the future if you don't recognize when you did something wrong. If you made a mistake, go out of your way to acknowledge it to those who need to know so that it doesn't get found out later on and and create a huge issue. Um, But also in terms of if you are like, man, I was too quick to respond there and I didn't realize the context of what was happening. Um, and so I gave you direction that wasn't actually what was needed. I'm sorry that I didn't have the full context. It's okay to apologize for those things. That can go a really long way in developing that relationship. Um, and it doesn't mean that you're saying, I'm sorry, I'm bad at my job. Or <laughs> like, make it sincere but specific to the things that you're apologizing for. Apologizing can create a lot of trust and reciprocity in admitting you're human with somebody who's just been really difficult for you to manage. And so it doesn't have to be like um, something where you're admitting 
insane wrong to that person or whatever that's not that's not something you would share with them as you're managing them that may be something like where if you have something where it's like oh man this was a big deal that's where you're going to somebody else that's in charge or communicating with other people that are on the same level as you but more along the lines of be specific on i'm sorry i wasn't able to give you my full attention in that moment this is what else was going on i can listen to you right now though or we can schedule something for um, this topic in the future and we can set a time together. So that's something that you could do to say, hey, I'm sorry when that person's getting frustrated with you and it's like, I just didn't have the time in this moment. Um, that's an okay way to do that and show um, an apology without claiming things or or having essentially like if a person is manipulative, maybe like a weakness that they could exploit, if that makes sense. So just be wise in, in what you choose to apologize for because if you're saying, oh, I'm sorry that I'm a bad boss, like <laughs> then that can come back to bite you later when they're like, well, they even admit it, they're a bad boss, right? So um, be specific, but cushion it in a way that it is genuine and caring about the person that is uh, feeling offended, right? So you wanna really focus on caring about them and how it affected them in whatever situation, even if like the circumstances were outside of your control. So the next thing I would recommend doing is trying to look for patterns in that person's behavior to see when these instances of frustration are happening. Um, are, are there, is there something to do with high stress situations? Are there specific tasks that's making this person difficult? Are there noises or locations or people that are involved in these situations that are adding to the tension for this person. And a lot of times there's stuff from people's pasts that are very triggering um, to creating a lot more behaviors in, in the workplace that we don't even realize. So looking for those patterns and almost like being a detective that works your way backwards and saying, what happened previously to this instance that created all of these other things? Yeah, that's really, really important to do. And I want to say that when I'm talking about managing difficult people to stay sane, I also want to acknowledge that maybe you're listening to this podcast because you're just so done. And we're going to talk more about that in a little bit. And if we don't get into this episode, it's going to be in the next one. Okay. Know that if you're like, yeah, this is all great, but I am so done. That's okay. Because we're going to get to it. Okay. So Next thing is really taking time to connect with them relationally and um, that's really important to making sure like you're hearing. Listening is key to connecting and sharing positive things you appreciate about that person. Taking the time to tell them you care about them as a person is important. You care about their future, their dreams, their goals and if you're not doing that um, and you're just treating them as a cog in a wheel you're not getting the best from that person, regardless of if they're difficult or not. If you treat people like cogs and wheels, they're not they're not going to be able to perform to their um, best ability because they're not cared for. So asking questions about the things that they're interested in or about those they care about is really, really good. And if you have a bad memory, especially if you work with a lot of people, it's really important to try to take notes in like a spreadsheet or a CRM or notebook or wherever. If you only interact with that person once a week or once a month, that's a really good way to just kind of say, hey, I know you talked about this last time. I just wanted to follow up on that. How's that going? Or 
I know this was like you were getting ready for this competition in your in your hobby. How did it go? Um, just asking those simple questions genuinely and taking the time to listen first will increase your overall productivity with that person dramatically. And I'm not just saying that because it's like care about people, but like it's actually financially profitable to care about people and it decreases turnover as well. So just know that numbers match with actually taking the time, even though it feels like a waste of time for some people. So um, my sister Ruthie actually is really good at making lists of things people like when they mention them so that she can pull it up later to use when thinking about a way to show that person she cares. And especially if somebody is actually really good at certain things and they're doing a great job in certain areas, um, you should acknowledge and reward them in those areas. And knowing what they like can be a really great way to do that. If that person's like a total foodie, finding out um, a way to get them like a gift card to a place that they love to eat or something like that is can go a long ways in showing that you care about somebody and you listened to them and what they're interested in. Now, when we talked about this last week uh, about having clear rules or expectations, laid out that's so important now when we're starting to discuss accountability and disciplinary action and here's a really good tip for this keeping those core values simple in your business is so important and that's why in the last episode I kind of said you know I really like the entrepreneurial operating system Um, they have some really good stuff with that And there's some things that I'm like not too jazzed about, but for the most part, they have some really good stuff if you're using it just for guiding principles. And I really, really do appreciate the fact that um, it's very clear what your core values are because you need to be able to hire, fire, review, reward, and recognize people by your core values. And if you can't do those things, they're not good core values. So those are overall expectations you can have for your business because your core values should personify everyone in your business. And if someone's not matching those core values, that's a time to take action and discuss accountability. Now, I'm gonna give you an example of this for um, just simplification. We have three rules in our house. Do what's right, tell the truth, and be the first to admit you're wrong and ask for forgiveness. No, we just have three rules for the whole house, but they're like our family core values. And when we have those, it's so helpful to be able to say, hey, you did this and I'm going to ask you, does that comply with the three rules of our family? Was that was was that doing what's right? Did you tell the truth? Were you first to admit you're wrong and ask for forgiveness? And if you say no to any of those three, then you are not doing what's expected of the core of what this business or this family has asked of you and that's a violation so there needs to be accountability and discipline for what has happened and those conversations can go a lot better because those values are what everyone is expected to have and it's no longer I'm specifically pointing at you as the problem. It's, no, we already have pre-established this. This is what it means to be a part of this business. You have to identify with these core values in all that you do and say. And if you're not able to do that, then you're not a good fit for this business. And um, I'm just going to say right now, I would never say then you're not a good fit for this family because that's not true, right? And kids, we just need to teach them and grow with them. Um, And so 
side comment on that. All right. So anyways, we're going to keep going to if someone accuses you of not caring when you have to deal with disciplinary action for their performance, you can explain. Actually, I'm doing this because I do care about you. You seem to be struggling to understand why this is such a big deal. But the problem is that this is something that if you continue to let it grow, it will create more problems for you in the future and has a very negative effect on the team around you in this business. And we're seeing it affect people in these ways. Now, I think it's really important to be caring in this conversation because if you come at it really hot and bothered that they're accusing you that you don't care and you've done all this work to try to help them um, it's not going to show your true um, your true heart and so take those breaths like we talked about before plan exercise afterwards but have it blocked off when it's a time where you're ready to have this conversation and have a plan because if you just kind of sporadically oh I guess we're doing this now and you didn't prepare at all that person's going to feel disrespected and you're not going to be able to get your point across in a way that you can emotionally um, make sure that you are in a good place to communicate with that person. Now, the next thing with um, having those disciplinary action conversations is that um, you need to be able to explain the way it has been affecting others emotionally, financially, relationally, or creating a hardship that just isn't fair for everyone else or to the business's profitability. Because in the end, you can say, look, this is actually affecting our ability to be profitable, which means that we don't have as much income to be able to employ everyone that's here. And that could lead to really big problems if we don't have this discussion now. So that comes back to then saying, I do care about you, but I need to care about everyone else too. And if I didn't care about other people, I wouldn't be a very good manager. I need to put a stop to this as soon as possible to make sure it doesn't become a bigger problem for others and for your future. If you can work on it now, everyone will be better. And honestly, like I have literally had to script these conversations before. Um, in the moment, it might not come off that way and you can kind of try to word it to what you need. But if you want to take notes on that, like do 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 that because it's really important to show that you're caring about this person but you're also caring about other people because sometimes when a person is really upset they're only focusing on how the situation affects themselves and not how it has affected other people or the entire organization so far. Okay so now we're going to circle back to conflict uh, because I really do think that covering this before we end this episode is, is important but there's so much more we're going to do in another episode because there's so many more things that are really important to know. Okay so conflict with other people is bound to happen if this is a difficult person and if you have more than one person you're managing conflict is bound to happen so don't shy away from it you need to document those issues and look for context and that's so important because when i went back to talking about looking for patterns becoming that detective that's really important because if somebody's saying hey this is happening you can say this happened here's where it happened when why what how who 
all of that stuff document in the conflict issue as you're trying to gather information. And I would be very careful on um, addressing until you have the full context of what happened because sometimes it's just a miscommunication or maybe the directions weren't clear and somebody worked on something that wasn't supposed to be done. So it's really just important to first really get a full understanding of the whole situation and then address the conflict. And maybe if it's a small thing, it's just more like a redirection of that behavior back on task. But if you can have it documented, then if it's happening in other areas, or maybe it's a rotating schedule where you're managing this person, but then later on somebody else is managing, there needs to be consistent notes back and forth between all the people managing so that you can find where key areas are that that person is struggling and that can be just so instrumental in being able to help that person learn and grow in meeting the need where the struggle is and sometimes it's maybe something that's happened where they're just not getting this one skill and oh it's creating all these other side effects and that person just getting upset because maybe they just want to be perfect and and they can't be perfect because speed is more important or whatever and they're getting in a grumpy attitude and if you can kind of have those conversations of, oh, I see where you're getting to um, this grumpy attitude and let's talk about why you got there and let's reassure you that you don't need to be perfect and it's okay. That can make a huge difference on that person's ability to come back to a positive attitude and get out of where um, their emotions are currently. So really important who, what, where, when, why, how, um, get all that and then address the conflict because you want to be able to make sure you have something to fall back on later on when a conflict arises again to see if there are patterns. Okay, so I'm going to transition to the gawk portion, but you are not going to want to miss next week because I am so excited to share with you more about different ways to manage difficult people. And this is all about staying sane. So all of these things have helped me stay sane and be resilient. There are so many more aspects to that. And if you missed uh, the burnout series, which is right before this, go and listen to those. Those are really, really helpful. And a lot of times the reason you're getting burned out is because you have to manage difficult people. And so they go hand in hand together. If you've been listening to this series, you know that business talk sister gawk means the sister gawk portion is where I talk about something um, just kind of ridiculous or silly because it's fun and <laughs> I have a story for you guys today uh, about my dog. His name is Pickles. He is a border collie. Sometimes I post about him on our the Instagram page. And he's just a very emotionally intelligent dog, sometimes far more intelligent than I am. <laughs> and this is something I learned about dogs as getting to know Pickles because he's so emotionally in tune with the people around him is that dogs actually can hear your heartbeat. Isn't that crazy? Like I had no idea they have that kind of hearing power. And the first time after we adopted him, we went to uh, a bird sanctuary, which looking back on it, probably not the best place to take a dog, but he had never really barked before a lot or anything. He was just a very quiet, um, observant dog. So while we were there, this guy apparently was really angry really angry, just an angry guy. And I think he was angry because we had our dog with us. And maybe he thought like he was going to chase away the birds and go running or something, which he wasn't. He was super calm. Uh, But he had just this 
angry personality and a couple of our friends were in front of us and they had heard him say some really mean things um about the dog and he there was a huge space between us maybe like um a couple hundred yards and when he came up to um, us my dog just turned and looked at him and barked just very authoritatively like get out of here and we were both just like what you never do this this is so weird why are you reacting this way and we ended up catching up with our friends and we're like that was just the weirdest thing the dog barked at this guy and they're like well that's because he didn't like the dog and somehow our dog knew that just by like knowing the cadence of the person's heartbeat or whatever like I don't know what it was but I was just like wow, this is amazing that dogs are so intuitive in that way. And I think animals in general are, um, cats and all these other things. Like there's a lot of very smart creatures out there, but knowing that they can pick up on cues, it's amazing that our bodies and other people's bodies also pick up on cues. And that's why um, this this series has been so focused on really establishing what is your body doing? What are you doing in this conflict? Because it's really important to establish that because even though you don't mean to, there are subtle things that your body is doing that's giving off signals to other people, whether you know it or not. And wow, I was just amazed by that. Um, I have a lot of stories about pickles and, and the things that we've experienced with him. But if you have enjoyed this podcast episode, you should give it a review on Spotify. You can do that now on your phone, not on desktop yet though. You can also follow the podcast there too to make sure that you can be alerted to the next release of this series because how to manage difficult people and stay sane is far more than one conversation and we're going to be picking it up next week. So thanks for joining me. I'll see you next week.